Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Welcome, everybody, to the special Sunday edition. It's called Sunday Conversations on the Robert Scott Bell Show, December 3rd, 2023. I want to acknowledge uh, a memory of my, my, my father who passed away some years ago now. He would have been 86 today. Uh, happy birthday, Dad, wherever you are, if you've come back, whatever. <laughs> Love you, appreciate you. And uh, here we go with a very special edition, as I say it this way, because um, we're bringing on a man we, I've interviewed before. He's been on the show at least a couple of times. And he's been really an inspiration to a lot of people who believe in religious and spiritual freedom, spiritual liberty. And that includes the willingness and the ability to stand on principle despite all obstacles thrown in his way. And this is something I, you know, I'm inspired every day by someone such as he, such as him. And I try to live my life like that to not be, um, let's say, diminished in my belief and my willingness to stand up for it just because the obstacles are so big and bad, like the big G government, not God. In that case, we want to stand for God, but this is some of the stuff that I love to do every day of the week, much less on our Sunday conversations. So, and, and there's even more good news too, in terms of health stuff, we got some updates on cardio miracle with him. So without further ado, let's bring on my good friend. Sometimes he's known as Reverend David Allen Carmichael, Freedom Ministries. David, good to see you, my friend. Hey, Robert Scott Bell. Good to be here. I love that we both have three names. It's going to be a devastatingly wonderful show. Yes. So you, your uh, your journey, we're going to cover that, and we've discussed it before a little bit, but I, I think the first thing now that, we, as we were talking before we went to air, is like, my gosh, I forgot all about the fact that you were dealing with some really serious health issues related to the cardiovascular system. And when we heard about that, it was like, get this guy some cardio miracle. And David, uh, you got to share with us a little bit about what what transpired, what has been happening for you and your health since uh, doing the Cardio Miracle. What were you suffering with before? That kind of thing. Okay. Right. Well, 2018, I thought I was fit, doing soccer referee, not a fat guy standing in the middle of the field. I'm running corner to corner, you know, maybe doing six miles a game or whatever, and feeling really good. And I started feeling a little bit weird. And, uh, and it turned out that my arteries were all clogged up. I, it must be a genetic thing because I'm, you know, a healthy guy, do all the right things and none of the wrong things. And uh, it was uh, November of uh, 2018. I went into the emergency room because I was starving of oxygen, having a dream about arguing a religious liberties case in a courtroom. Isn't that weird? I was having a dream. And mm -hmm. just that stress uh, caused me to be starving for oxygen. I realized at two in the morning that I need to go to the emergency room. Uh, then 11 days later, got out with a five-way bypass. It turns out my arteries were all clogged up. Uh, they, they do blood work. My cholesterol levels, you know, well over the 200 whatevers, you know. It was just all bad news that I've got this predisposition to having my body not work correctly. And then you go to the a cardiologist. They give you statins, and, and they're trying to – and, of course, it was affecting those numbers. The numbers were coming down closer to what would be normal. And then, uh, but the problem is the statin was making me crazy. It was making my muscles disintegrate. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally crazy. 
like having a, a fight or flight feeling 24 hours a day. And I realized I was dying while I was living and it wasn't worth it. So I just told the cardiologist, no, not going to take the statins. And I just, at this point I prayed and I said, God, you know, there's things I need to do in the next five years. If that's how long I've got to live, by the way, I just had cancer issue that the prognosis was 17% chance of living five years if you find it earlier. And I had this thing on my chest for seven years prior to that. So I didn't know what early meant, but, um, so I had this, all this bad news happening at once. And I thought, well, you know, if I've only got a few years left, I've got work to do. I need, uh, some freedom laid out for my next generation because there's things I know how to do what other people don't know how to do it. And I need to take care of it while I'm here. So I kind of had a prayer, God, could you just leave me around for a few more years? So, but I was just going to have to, you know, try to survive, notwithstanding this predisposition. Well, somebody, one of my associates sent me the cardio miracle and I read it. Don't understand it. Bunch of chemical stuff, nitrous oxide, whatever it is. Nitric, and I started yeah. taking it, right? Started taking it faithfully. And then I was actually feeling like too much oxygen in my face. I cut back because of the level of, uh, the level of B12 is, is like 4,000%. And I was feeling a little bit weird. And so I cut back to 50% or a little bit, you know, 50% ish. And it was, and I, it tastes good, you know, even though it's vitamins, just putting it, you know, so I started taking it just faithfully. The other thing I took, so this is anecdotal. Uh, mm -hmm. I started taking, um, uh, magnesium glycinate. Mm -hmm. Now, I guess magnesium glycinate is not going to affect my uh, cholesterol. It's going to affect the muscles that affect my arteries is that's where that targets. So uh, I just started taking it and I'm not, I'm not going to get tests anymore. It's just, I don't want to wait. I don't have the money to go to the doctor. So I just don't go. And then this lifeline screening came up a year ago, check your arteries and I'm like moderate plaque or whatever. Um, by the way, it was moderate plaque last time. It turned out it was mild plaque this time. That's kind of interesting. Well, mm. that's anecdotal inf information. But I I went to take to the screening and, and last screening, cholesterol levels are all crazy. You know, Mr. Carmichael, you're dying kind of thing. And then this year, all the cholesterol stuff was all in the green. And I'm not, I'm not taking any obviously prescribed stuff. The only thing I'm taking is this cardio mir miracle. Mm -hmm. And they're not paying me to say this. And so I, I sent a text to the friend that first sent me. I sent a text to Robert or no, they sent it to Robert. Yes. He got news that I had a, this, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I am too. You are, you know, you are such a, a, you know, for me, an important soul on this planet at this time as anybody of, of God's creation is, but uniquely suited for the task that you've taken on. And we're going to get into more of that in terms of, religious freedom. Uh, but I have, you sent me the, the test results. Can I put that up on screen and yeah, we can describe what we're seeing here? Uh, let's see. This was the screening results that we're looking at. Yeah. So the first page is, uh, what's it say? Something Abdo normal. Abdominal. Abdominal. Okay. Not, uh, that's good. Go to the next page. I don't okay. have to worry about that. Atrial fibrillation. They had described, there's a little bit of atrial fibrillation going on in me. Mm -hmm. uh, my body mass index, embarrassing though it is, I'm no longer a, a 30 year old Navy man with 7% body fat. Right. Um, so I've got things. I'm also not doing referee anymore for the last yeah. five years. So I got to find a way to bring that down. Go to the next one. Okay. 
I'm showing this on screen for those of you listening to the podcast. You can always tune in at robertscottbell.com to find it or at Rumble, which is now, the video now, version of the show. Go ahead with the now, next slide. Carotid here. artery disease. Notice mm -hmm. it says mild. Well, uh, you know, that's in your neck. You know, they do a thing where they check your yeah. neck. Right. Uh, I, I'm pretty thrilled with that. I'll, I'll tolerate mild at this yes. point. Right. That's wonderful. At 62 years old. So we'll go to the next one. And. And then it went to the right, showed oh, mild right, as well. Right. Left and Both right. sides. That's right. beautiful. Glucose. Normal. Mm -hmm. That's good. That. Now, they were telling you... me a year ago I'm pre-diabetic, right? Right. And we've so, talked about the uh, the ingredients in Cardio Miracle helping people with diabetic issues because of the blood flow and so many other things. But nitric oxide is playing a role there. But look at this. All right. We go right below that. We're seeing total cholesterol in the green zone. Right. And it was all, you know, what? Yeah, 170. It was two over 240. Uh, you know what I mean? So it was over out of the, the three sectors there, it was up in the, the, high, the high range. They're really bad. Yeah. And so but look where it is. is on Cardio Miracle. This is beautiful down at 174. Right. Huh, man, what a journey. Uh, isn't that exciting? I mean, I'm a, I would tell you what, I was happy. Yeah. And you got I, it was bad enough. I was going to, you know, and it came out good. Right. You got the ratios so, looking great between HDL and LDL. Look at that page. That's beautiful. Right. And I again, yeah. I don't know about that stuff. I just heard it was bad news. And every time I go to a blood test, they were mean to me. Right? <laughs> yeah. So go one more page. Okay. And that's triglycerides. triglycerides. So everything wow. was, uh, yeah, the last test I had was way high, but I I forgot about not fast. I, I didn't fast for this one either by the way mm -hmm. the last one was really bad and i forgot it i actually had lunch before i went and i had a burger king or something so yeah so last time i had triglycerides were just really pegging through the but, roof so yeah i, I want to let you know we can call this anecdotal but this is objective testing that, that yes it you, is you know, has changed has transformed right. so it's more than just anecdotal here what we're relating right. this is beautiful yeah that's real stuff so i'm i'm hooked now i'm i'm dependent we're and keeping you can forget about the on, other stuff. Look at that normal zone for the. PhD oh yeah, yeah, that was side. good. Yeah, that's my ankles. Good. They test your ankles, and I'm, I've got no plaque whatsoever. Maybe right. Which is really good. Yep, normal from where it was yeah. before. Look at that. This right. is great news. And uh, like you said, folks, this is the kind of thing that uh, yeah. if David now, Allen Carmichael can do it from where he was. Right. Well, he watch this stuff. This mm -hmm. is my. All this other stuff is just my health history. Right. Because of my health history. These orange numbers are, you're in danger. Right. But that's, but my number, my actual chemical test, testing in situation mm -hmm. is the previous stuff. Are showing, yeah, you're way below. Look at this, back in the green zone, risk for diabetes, risk for COPD. Beautiful, beautiful. I appreciate you sharing this, David, because this is like, we hear about these things, risk for lung cancer down. So, Well, yeah, <laughs> well, that's always been low because yeah. I don't smoke the, or chew. These or are the with things that... Uh, help so many to go, whoa, he had, he was where at what point in his health? And he just did that. And, and, yeah. and you're doing for your body half doses, not even full doses with this right. extraordinary result. Super Don, his wife had a lot of kidney issues that when mm. she, she went on the cardio miracle, I, I always talk about blood flow to the kidneys and all of her numbers got better too, objectively. So uh, this is great, great news, especially because we want you here as long as you're here to fulfill that mission that God sent you here to do. And, and I want to get, get into that now, as far as the history of an awakening. You, as you said, you were a Navy man, 
doing all the things that people do that are Americans. And really, probably, I don't know if you ever had a thought about social security numbers or numbering systems of Americans until a certain point in your life. And I guess the question is, what was it that kind of lit up for you to say, this? there's something wrong here. This is just wrong. This doesn't fit with my religious or spiritual beliefs. Well, I had a, actually, thinking back is, I won't tell you his name, a good friend of mine at when I was at Fleet Anti-Submarine Warfare Training Center as an instructor. And he had just come to Christ and radical change in his life. And he was a little bit miffed that the ministry industrial complex modern church is not matching what he's reading in the Bible. So he's a new believer and he's coming to me with questions. And he and one of his questions was, hey, what's with this number that we can't do anything without? How come nobody cares about that? And I said, you know, you got a, you got a good point. And I will say that that created, I, that wasn't the first time I thought about the SSN and its universal, you know, use as a, a you know, I call it now a passport for everything you need in life, right? The, uh, and I'm facetious, but I started thinking about it and it kind of gnawed on me and just gnawed at me, you know, and every time you're using the number at the time, the military uh, had instead of a service number, they have a military personnel identification number in 1972. They turned the SSN into that service number. So, uh, and so that every time it came up, what's Navy? that? That wasn't that? originally case in the Navy that they used your SSN as your service number? No. So and the uh, executive order 9397 in 1943 that says all federal agencies shall use the social security number as the sole identification number. It didn't come into as use in the tax system till the 1960s. Didn't happen in the Navy till 1972. So notwithstanding that shall word, it was not a mandate from an executive order, even though in my lawsuit, the government tried to argue that that was true. And they, they were told that they were wrong by the court of the federal circuit. But so I'm thinking about this and I'm now it's gnawing on me, gnawing on me. And how much is this is my conscience? And how much is it the Holy Spirit, right? Convicting. And one day, as I was thinking, I was actually sitting in a doctor's office in, for a Navy checkup. And I'm praying. And I, you know, Lord, I, it feels like this is you bothering me. But I, I'm all of a sudden, I feel, I mean, I've been feeling like I need to chunk this number. But I started thinking what would happen to me if I did it. And so everything that you fear happening in the book of Revelation all of a sudden pops into my head. Oh my gosh, it's going to happen. So I said, like, this is what I told God in this doctor's office. I said, you got to give me more than a still small voice because the, the ramifications of my life, my happy, comfortable wife is not going to be happy. The world's going to change for me if mm -hmm. I tried to chunk this number, not even know if no. you could, right? Yeah. And I said, God, I need a sign. And immediately, now some of you guys don't believe in this stuff, but I'll just tell you, it's happened a bunch to me and I keep seeing miracles. So this is what happened. I get a word. Will you get rid of the number if they come for your DNA? I mean, that's a quote. Wow. Or yeah. it, will you, I think it was it. It was not the number, but it was it. Will you get rid of it if they come for your DNA? And I'm kind of, it's like, that's not me. What? What are you talking about DNA? And I understood it meant like the same thing where they're, they're using your DNA to do the same thing they do the SSN. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and even got this picture of like using your DNA, like a barcode. Yeah. And I, it, it's this understanding hit me. And I said, well, sure. And I'm thinking, well, that's going to happen in the year 25, 25 or whatever right. the 
dawning of the age of Aquarius or something. You know, <laughs> sure, God, if that ever happens, uh, sure, whatever the number system is, I'll jump ship. And I was kind of like, I made an oath. And then, uh, and I just felt like, okay, well, good. I'm off the hook. I don't have okay. to worry about it till that happens. God well, guess up. what? Here, it wasn't a, a week. Here are Go the ahead. parameters, I'm, right? Yeah, I, I yeah. feel it. Like, here are the parameters. You got your right. message. All right. If this happens, you're thinking, well, that won't happen. But okay. Right. Now I got that. Now it, 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 it was, was one week, week, Robert. One week later. One week. They came yeah. for my DNA. How and they, they said, every, and I, I walk, uh, so I'll finish this up real quick. I walk in the office. There's a guy in his nice white coat, a corpsman. He's got all these boxes and things. And we're about to deploy. I was on a destroyer uh, squadron 32 warfare commander. And so we're about to deploy. And there's this guy there with all this stuff. And what he's doing is taking DNA from everybody. And I go, whoa. And I'm thinking SSN. You know, I said, well, is there a waiver? I mean, is there any kind of like waiver uh, option, uh, application? Nope. You give it or else. And I went, wow. And so I went the other day room, I typed up an immediate, like scary letter to the Commodore asking for a waiver. I didn't give religious information or anything. I didn't know what the law was. I just went and did a memo asking for a waiver. I walk into the office, the, the chief staff officer, he's Hey, chief Carmichael, how you doing today? You know, I'm one of his favorite guys. And I give him this thing and he reads it and his face just goes, oh and he shakes, gosh. he starts to shake. And he said, well, I'm not going to make you do it, but you better figure it out because it's got to be done for everybody by January 1999. Mm. And at that point, I realized I was on the hook. I had to find out how to obey God and man with regard to the SSN. My life changed, got kicked out of the Navy. Of course, I sued the United States, got a great big fat six-figure check. And they put uh, in the TIN block where you put an SSN on the, on the form from the Justice Department to the Treasury Department to get them to pay me $165,000. They put N slash A in the SSN block for Is me. Is this the redacted letter we have to pay her? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you can, at that point, that's my story. There's, mm -hmm. a, lot, there's a lot more in there. But, uh, sure. of course, everything I thought would go wrong did. <laughs> you know, I got kicked out of the Navy and uh, a whole bunch of other things. Lost my friends, lost the church. I'm a scourge of the of the society. You can't get a job. You have to lose your bank account. You lose your driver's license. Uh, you know, everything that could go wrong did, but of course God was awesome. And I sued the United States and won. Unbelievable. Uh, and, and on the basis of a religious accommodation of some kind. Yes. Yeah, Dan, I, I asked for a religious accommodation that the Navy would issue a Navy generated service number in lieu of using the SSN as the military personnel identification number. Mm -hmm. Carmichael versus the United States. You can look it up. It's very entertaining. <laughs> now, this document that I'm going to show on the screen, is this something you can explain as we're looking at it? Sure. All right, here we go. Oh. Let's go full screen. Now, is that the that, one? I'll that, so part of the problem is people can't get hired ah, without an okay. SSN. So that what this is and what we can do is we're going to maybe look at, we can come back to this, but this is a letter sure. that I drafted for somebody who need to get hired um, so that you can explain to the person who asked, has to ask for a number mm -hmm. that you can actually hire somebody without a number. It's right. in the law. It's in the regulations. It's in the IRS pub and nobody knows about it. And everybody's terrified of the IRS. So I draft this letter to explain it to employers. And if a employer needs me to 
um, help them with a letter to the IRS, I'll do that too. Just so as a matter of ministry. Okay, so I think we have the redacted letter coming up in a moment. But also, I yeah. want to make a statement here. You maybe some of you have heard this that there is no law that requires you to have an SSN to live or work in the United States. You know, particularly, and, you know, if you're born here, as you were, as yeah. I was, as my kids were, uh, there is no law that requires it. But you will say, well, how is that? Po- that's not possible. And that's what kind of what we're talking about here, restoring right. integrity. If you believe as I believe, as Doc, as David believes, and we'll get into some of the bases for the beliefs, even biblically, if, you, if you'll if you relate. But let's just look at this redacted letter since we had brought it up already. I'm going to go full yeah, screen. What are we seeing? Yeah, here? go ahead. And you can read that par- that paragraph. Okay. Th- this is in response. Is, is this a letter to you? This is a letter. A friend of mine who's now a okay. friend at the time. He was a stranger and he had okay. questions about this. He brought this letter to me, and I I got all this rid of the stuff that didn't apply. Oh, I got you. All right. So this is in response to your most recent letter concerning Social Security numbers. The Social Security Act does not require a person to have a Social Security number to live and work in the United States, nor does it require a Social Security number simply for the purpose of having one. Uh, I mean, th- and that's coming from who? Who wrote that letter? The Social Security Social Administration. Security Administration. Here's page Chief- two. Yeah, look at look look who it's from. Chief Counselor for Privacy Information Policy Branch, Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs, Office of Management and Budget, OMB, on uh, Washington D.C. And was there a name that's important to see here, Charles? M. Yeah, Mullen. Charles H. Mullen, Associate Commissioner, Office of Public Inquiries. Wow, that's and an official. Was... That's as high as you're going to get from Social Security letters. Yeah. So now I want to show you something. Zoom in. Zoom up again. Okay. Scroll up to the higher part of that thing. But look at, no, no, no. Go to the second page, page? but the first okay. couple of paragraphs. Right. And look at the built-in deception here. The, the Privacy Act regulates the use of Social Security numbers by government agencies. Well, we know that. They may require Social Security number only if a law or regulation either orders or authorizes them to do so. That's these other agencies asking you for a number. Mm-hmm. Uh, look up the Privacy Act. Agency is required to disclose the authorizing law or regulation. If the request has no legal basis, the person may refuse to provide the number and still receive the agency's services. Now, that's the rule that most agencies ignore. They'll tell it's a mandate when it's actually either directory or voluntary. And we're in a case right now in the federal court where they violated the Privacy Act, and the, the court has said, that we're right, they violated the Privacy Act with regard to passport. But look at the next, the next paragraph. It says the Social Security Administration has no authority to interpret or enforce the laws it applies to programs we do not administer. Thus, we cannot comment on the way other federal, state, or local government agencies use it. Questions must be directed to blah blah blah. Now, the stuff that I redacted, actually, I redacted it not because it was private to the person who sent it to me. Mm-hmm. It was because it was three paragraphs of the Social Security Administration who has no authority to speak for anybody else. They just said it right here. But the first three paragraphs are all explaining what everybody else does. The IRS, you know, they're telling all the reasons these other agencies demand a number number from you. And then on the second page where nobody's looking, they say they don't have any authority to uh, to comment on the other agencies. Wow. That is stunning. Stunning. It's right there in black and white. And what was the, the I didn't catch the date of this letter particularly. Uh, it's like 2011, maybe. Go okay. back up to the top. 
There it is. Tuesday, yeah, April 11, 2003. 2003, in this case. Has there been any change, uh, congressional acts or otherwise, that would make what was in that letter null and void in any way? Nope. No. No. Because so, in nature, in nature, it can't be mandatory the because of the nature of what it is it's it's kind of an extra governmental thing that they can kind of get away with but aren't mandated to do it's not actually a, their function i, as I a I've, I've argued post civil war when you had what well, which amendment was it that was uh free the slaves and then they said 13th 13th amendment they said you 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 can no longer have involuntary servitude but they didn't say anything about voluntary servitude that was still considered lawful constitutional yes. And yes. what they needed to do was then the trick people into volunteering into a system of, I believe, economic and even spiritual slavery, because it it has you worshiping government, not God, and obeying government, not God. Uh, and, yes. and again, this goes to some of my perspectives, my beliefs. And if you would reveal, uh, Reverend David Allen Carmichael, a little bit of the you know biblical references that you have utilized in your belief system. I'm not saying everybody else has to agree right. with us or me or you, but right. just share a little bit of insight into how you you looked at this and said, "Man, this doesn't fit together." And then I, I have to live according to those principles. Yeah, I'm kind of kind of back up that, and I'll mm -hmm. come back to the the simple no brainer. Okay, uh, it's just what you described is government shifting your dependency. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. He will make your path straight. This one, that's just one critical scripture. Uh, but, you know, whoever calls on the name of Jehovah shall be saved. Okay? Jehovah. You know, I'm going to go with Hebrew. Mm -hmm. But it's, who is it that's our Savior? You know what Jesus or Yeshua means? It's Savior. The word is Savior. Who is our Savior? And we, our nation has taken its dependency and subjected it to a machinery, a God, a man-made God. So that's just big picture. That's just me and my, my explanation. Mm -hmm. When I go to Revelation, it says, he who has wisdom, let him calculate the number, and it goes into 666 and all that kind of stuff. And people go, well, that really was about Nero. And Okay, good, that's great. I'm glad it was about Nero. But in the middle, in the meantime, we're staring this right in our face. If you go to the Health and Welfare Code, section 40, or volume 42 or whatever that category code 42 United States code section 666 You're paragraph <laughs> A13 mm -hmm. is going to say that every state who's part of this dependency program has to require on the application for a professional license, occupational license, recreational license, marriage license, and driver's license an SSN. So yeah, buying and selling is kind of a big category. This this is not coincidental. I'm believing it's providential. We can't escape the obvious. And to me, it was just so obvious. And beside it, I got a, a burning bush moment where he said, well, they, will you chunk it when they come for your DNA? And I'm just, oh, my gosh, what, what is that? Sure, I mm -hmm. guess. And then, boom. And, of course, I've had miracles since then. Right. I mean, it's been a, a miraculous life ever since. Been crazy stuff going on. So I've yeah. I've had the burning brush moment that confirms to me that I'm being obedient, that this is the path that God has me on. Right. Yeah. And now is and I don't think people are going to go to hell for identifying with the SSN because if you read it, it talks about worshiping the beast. There's the no-no. But it actually lists those who overcome the number. There's a reward system available for those who overcome the number.
we get to sing in the choir. We actually get to play the harps. I mean, I'm being kind of silly here because I don't want to go like mm. holy theological. Yeah. It's just the practical reality. No, I don't think you're going to hell if you have an SSN. I will tell you, you aren't experiencing the miracles I've experienced in the last 25 years of mighty divine intervention. How many people sue the United States, get a check for $165,000, but not applicable in the TIN block, right? This is the Justice Department telling the Treasury Department regarding me not applicable on the SSN. Mm-hmm. It, don't you have to put a TIN when you get a paid over $600, yeah. right? So besides all the other miracles I've had, it's just, it's been a, it's been a crazy, crazy, wonderful life. Uh, but, and you, I know people around me, you know, they, they admire me. They're glad somebody's doing it. They're not going there cause they just don't have the faith or chutzpah or whatever mm-hmm. or mission. So what I've seen is when people don't have the, the liberty to take up their cross daily and follow Jesus. And you know what I had to do? I, you know, it's easy for me to pick up my cross daily and follow me. I don't know if you think it was fun to get kicked out of the Navy to be on the A team and then be like in the dirt like that. Very stressful, not something you want to do for fun. So the point I'm going to close up here on this, this idea, mm-hmm. looking at the scripture, it says he who has wisdom. So he realized not everybody's going to figure this out. That God is going to give you grace to be able to deal with it. Uh, but once I came to that conclusion that I and my good conscience, besides the, what I think was a burning bush moment, in my good conscience, I could not embrace that number as an element of my identity. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. And I had, I realized if I say I trust God, I need to actually trust God. Yes. Yes. Um, David, thank you for sharing that. I, that really, it mirrors a lot of my own experience. I mean, everybody's going to see it in, in their own way, through their own eyes, ears, and heart, and understand it differently. But it, it's sort of... You know, when when people are hearing about this, they're like, "Whoa, I'd love to give up that number, and never use it." They're often motivated because they don't like to pay taxes. Now, granted, who sh- who likes to pay them? But the point is, if you're thinking this is your escape clause from that for that reason, you're not doing it right. In my opinion, this right. is my humble opinion that I would not engage in this. This to me has to be a deeply held religious spiritual belief, a principle that you embed into your own DNA and live according to God's law, if you perceive it as such, and then put God to the test. That's not, God can handle it. And this is what I've found as well. It wasn't the easy choice. It isn't the easy choice. But then again, we weren't promised an easy life, especially if you live according to uh, the commandments, you know, how you perceive them to be. You're going to come up against a secular society that believes you should worship government. You, You should be part of that system. And the fact that you're not, somehow reflects poorly on them so that they're mad at you as opposed to going, hey, that's great. You have a belief and you're living according to your belief. That's what I've tried to do as well in living uh, differently, but looking at all the people that live differently than me, I'm not judging them. It's not my place to judge them. It's my, I've, if anything, my place to inspire them to live according to their beliefs as opposed to what others are telling them they have to believe, right? What is that yeah. deep level relationship that we'd like to develop or have everybody develop with the divine, with the creator? Right. And I'm more of a proselytizer. I'm okay. Let's admit it. I mean, I'm, I will proselytize you to, to consider what Jesus said and, and respond accordingly. You know, so I, uh, so I will, that is, that is my belief system. And I will tell you, uh, you know what else that happened? I got to tell you real quick. 
Uh, one guy I know, he, I talked to him today, uh, six years ago, I think it was, his left leg was an inch and a half shorter than his right leg. And I looked at his leg when they were stretched out and it was his left leg was bowed between his knee and his ankle. And it was actually grotesque. And he was a young man. I just taught a, a lesson on Acts uh, where Peter and John went to pray and they, they healed the lame man. And this guy has just come to my Bible study after being a drug addict and whoremonger and a bunch of other stuff. And, and so he's, he's reforming and I'm thinking, and I'm in uh, little Caesars. And I think if I, I need to pray for the guy or I'm a, a total hypocrite. So I get on my knees in little Caesars without going into detail. Next day, after I'm spending 45 minutes with him, he said, all I got to tell you, Mr. David, is thank you. And he sticks out his legs. And I thought I believed in this stuff until I saw it. And I realized how much unbelief I had. His leg was perfect. What do you do about that? I mean, this has been a crazy life here. But, you know, I don't, you don't get that. I mean, sometimes God blesses people with being able to do that stuff. You know, mm -hmm. the, they don't even know better. And they just go out and do that stuff. You know, for me, it was like incrementally over decades of of dying to yourself and just taking the word of God and doing it. Just do it. Just do it and watch what happens. You'll get a kick out of it. You know, and and then people who think, oh, you're an idiot. He's so irresponsible. He's he's being religious. No, it said it right there. I'm going to do it. I'd be embarrassed if I don't do it. And then all of a sudden you just see this divine intervention. Extreme. So I'm, I definitely want to proselytize people, proselytize people yes. to consider the scriptures and just go to read what Jesus said and be crazy, you know, see what happens. <laughs> you make me, make me laugh because it's so beautiful and it's so simple at the same time. Again, why, you know, I, I love and appreciate you so much. You're beating nobody with a Jesus stick here. You're living in a, you know, by example. And you're inspired by the word and you're communicating it. You're called to do so, but in a, a beautiful, loving and respectful way. And I think we could learn a lot from that in terms of how do you get people to turn back to the divine, not through violence and right. threats of punishment and fear. I mean, a lot of people are motivated yeah. by fears. We see why they wouldn't consider some of the things we're talking about, yeah. but where's the spirit of love that we are called right. to live right and that's what i yep. see in in you david and and what you bring to it and your heart has been healed in many ways it, yeah. physically as we talked about earlier as well to for, further fulfill this i believe such an important mission mm -hmm. i agree thank you it's been fun yes okay so, I, you know even I'm, I'm gonna get you know the young man i was talking about you know you don't know how much a knucklehead he was up to this point right <laughs> It was like, oh, it's pulling this kid's teeth. How long am I going to pull up, put up with this guy? You know, but God in his time did the right thing at the right time for that young man. Mm -hmm. And it's his timing, not mine. And we get into the, you know, uh, issues of worthiness because we can look at right. someone and, and judge their life and say, they're not worthy, right? Right. Look at yep. what they're doing. Yet yep. God loves us more than we love our own defilements, right? Right. And, and that's the grace. Isn't that a beautiful thing yeah. to realize? That's right. And then you see that. And and it isn't necessarily, I don't perceive that you're directing God. God, do this. Because like, who right. are we to tell God what to do? God knows, right? right. But I, I think in terms of getting out of the way, allowing myself to be a conduit, if you will, for that love. Yes. If I can, because we're here, we have the physical body, but we are essentially spiritual in our nature and our creation. Why yes. couldn't we be conduits for God's love in that way? Absolutely. Yeah. 
very tangible. It's powerful. Uh, you know, and again, you're not going to experience it. You can believe it in your head. You can talk about it in a committee, but the, it's, it's where the rubber hits the road. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's getting down with the person in their situation yeah. and being prayerfully considering how do I deal with this person right now in this moment? Right. What's, yeah. you, you know, what would Jesus do? He'd deal with them in that moment. You know, there, trust there the Heavenly stories. Father to give you wisdom. When we go to the Hebrew scriptures or the, or the Old Testament, it's called sometimes uh, you look at stories of those who were obedient to God and God's word, and they withstood impossible odds. They should be, de- you know, a fire, whatever yeah. it is. And right. and yet many people look at those stories and say, well, that's just, you know, something that happened thousands of years ago. That doesn't happen today anymore. And I think there are people even within the Orthodox religions that say that those miracles really don't happen, but they're supposed to inspire us to live according to those principles. Yet you're like, what, why wouldn't they work today right. in the same way? Yeah. Why would it be different? Yeah, I know. And you might get clumsy and fall over one of them. <laughs> you know, oops, your leg got healed. Mm-hmm. A little trivia, his foot was messed up too. So yeah. we went to get him some work boots where I was going to get him a job and I needed to get him steel-toed shoes. So we go to Walmart. We're going to get, you know, cheap steel shoes. I'm buying. I'm cheap. So I said, what, what size shoe do you wear? And he says, well, nine and a half and nine. I said, my right foot is nine. My left foot's nine and a half. I just buy nine. So my left foot will be uh, uncomfortable. And I, he had his shoes off. And I looked and what it was is the game leg, the leg that was all messed up. Mm-hmm. His left foot was like a blob. It had no tone in it. The other one looked like a sturdy foot. The other one was this, this flat blob because of his situation all these years. So guess what I did in in Walmart? We prayed for his foot. And a few minutes later, he goes, oh, man. He says, is there anything in my, my, like, in my calf or my my leg connected to my foot? I said, yeah, I got muscles, tendons, ligaments, stuff like that. He goes, my left leg hurts. The next day he comes in and shows me his foot. Guess what? Fixed. Got a perfect foot. That was a really good week, okay? Really good week. But how is she going to go there unless you go there? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I don't know what else you want to talk about. We can talk about all kinds of weird stuff. I love talking about all of this. This is why, this is what makes Sunday conversation so great to be able to talk about deep level spiritual issues that manifest in reality, not just theoretically. And, and I recognize that people will study the theories of all of this and, you know, pray that it could be real and not don't know it. But when you walk in that knowingness, you begin to Hmm. see the miracles that are occurring every day, every moment. And it's yeah. just, it's those of us who don't see them occurring that believe that perhaps they don't. Right. And once you and see it, I, them, I will say it gives mm-hmm. you courage. Yes. Like, uh, um, I, when you do face a very difficult obstacle, usually spiritual, it's, you know, it, it looks like it's a person, some agent of the government. We know, we know it's a spiritual thing behind it, but you don't, when you start experiencing those things, your faith gets really big because you're like, who's this pipsqueak? <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, you, your, your perspective on, on how troublesome mm-hmm. somebody could be, it just, it just diminishes like, okay, we're going to solve this problem. Don't know how it's going to, it's going to happen. This sea is going to part, right? Stand back and watch the salvation of the Lord. And we'll have a good time looking back on it. You know, these, these, what, one thing, everything that happens that you confront these things and you, you put your dependency on the living God and, the, and he's the guy who's solving, solving the problem. 
all of a sudden you're you're ready you're ready to take on the giant. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. Well, it's like a fear, fear of, line, no big deal. The fear of authority, false authority, authoritarianism yeah. diminishes, and and I think everybody can identify at one point in their lives or multiple points or even today where they look at something like government or institutions and they they cower in fear despite being uh you know told by the almighty that you shall not fear those things uh and yeah. and i i but you know we must experience it that's why i believe we're here to experience this to come back yeah. via choice yeah yeah choosing and now we have some documents here to show as well if you want to run us through yeah. i think there are like five or so this different- is practical stuff now, okay, so. now, somebody might sell this to you. You know, I mean, I, there's people who try to help people administratively, and it's wonderful, and they, they build people for it. Me, I'm a nut. I'm just living uh, in obedience to God, and if he doesn't feed me, I die. I do have a check every month, by the way, from the government, uh, from a judgment, because I won a, a lawsuit. And and with no TIN or SSN. No TIN. With no deductions. Right. And, but well, also, no, yeah, they, say, they deduct taxes. They do deduct they do. taxes. Okay. Even though yeah. there's no, okay. Now, well, in fact, that's what the, the U.S. attorney says. Well, since he says he has no SSN, we're going to take full full deductions out before we pay him. Have at oh. it. Oh, man. <laughs> Have at it. Just yeah. go for it. But in okay, want to zoom also, in on this? Uh, with the Freedom Ministries, uh, if anybody feels so inclined to donate, that's also something that, you, you know, of course you welcome. If you're, if you're I'm, I'm going to so give myself a plug here. Okay. I have not been raising money. Uh, and so what people I have, I've been doing ministry for 25 years without going into the details and I'm doing, I'm doing crisis intervention. I'm doing, uh, uh, uh like suicide intervention. I'm doing, uh, just a lady gets told they're taking our house away. Uh, how do you, how do you, how do you get an injunction to have somebody's auction stopped? People are calling me and asking me to do these things for them. And I do it. And I, and you know what I think I think uh, my my support is I've lost about eight hundred dollars in the last several years of supporters because everybody's dying, mm. and um, I think I'm right now I've got about five hundred and twenty five dollars of support a month, and and guess what inflation's hit all of a sudden I'm like you know what I need to actually ask people to support me, so go to faithfreedoms.org support faithfreedoms dot org support if you're inspired by what i'm doing you want to get more inspiration stimulate my economy because i don't have time to do things for money i'm i'm actually having to cut back on helping people because there's only so many hours in the day it's sure. a reality but, it, but it's said- sacrificial and these are people who can't hire lawyers they're they're really under the bus because of their socioeconomic status the church isn't helping lawyers aren't helping them and if God gives them the grace to bump into me, all of a sudden weird things start happening and they get blessed. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm adding this. So folks, if you haven't figured it out, when we talk about our Sunday conversations, we learn of connections and links to support those that are, are doing extraordinary work, faithfreedoms.org. And that will be in the show notes uh, at robertscatbell.com. And you yeah. can reach out and learn, learn yeah. more about what David's doing and support his efforts because they're also in support of your efforts to restore, yes. I believe, uh, you know, these fundamental freedoms that were not given to us by government or a declaration of independence or a constitution, but written in a way to restrict the government from abrogating or violating those rights that come from God, you know, mm-hmm. that far higher place or sure. deeper place. And we've, I, I believe we've lost our way as a, as a nation. I'm not advocating 
a theocracy, nor is David. That's not what we're saying. Freedom of religion is also not freedom from religion, but the idea of spiritual freedom, the essence of what brought so many to the North American continent before the dawning of the United States of America was a yearning for ability to worship without you know, being told by the king, queen, emperors, or whatever, that you have to do it our way, or we kill you, or we imprison you. And that had been the history of governments sanctioning one religion or, or another, or in communism saying there is no religion except you know government. You know, the, your God is government. And we've fallen prey to that in America for so many. And, and so I, I like to be clear about this because some people have a, a misunderstanding. They hear something that is not what's being said here in terms of our independence and autonomy even though I, I'm a I'm an American through and through, I've been born into this country. I'm a patriotic, but I acknowledge that there are times, and a lot of times, in a lot of places, where that government that was founded uh, on you know defending liberty has violated. And so I'm willing to call it out and do something about it. And I, I pray that others are able to as well. And that's part of what we're talking about here in terms of religious freedom. Yes. And uh, we'll we'll look at this. By the way, let's go to the top. If you can zoom in on this. Okay. And, and the case is Carmichael versus the United States. It's the U.S. Justice Department at the top, and they're sending this voucher for payment to the U.S. Treasury Department in the amount of one hundred sixty-five thousand twenty dollars and fifty cents. Uh, it shows the lawyer, their phone number, um, payee accounts, whatever. I don't know what the details are there. Um, then go on down to mailing address, paragraph five. It's me, David Allen Carmichael. The check was being sent to my lawyer, Herbert William Titus. That's the mailing address uh, from them to, you know, they weren't bothering me at home. They were bothering my my attorney mm-hmm. at his home. And he's not there anymore. He passed away in 2021 on Father's Day. Really mm-hmm. a, a man of God. Um, and then look at taxpayer identification number. Number six, NA. not applicable. My friends, go ahead and read all the laws and the regulations. You know what you're supposed to put there? A TIN. According to 26 USC 6109, right? That is the social security number. It's a requirement of law, right? It's a directive. And everybody's told you, you got to give us a number. Well, how come the Justice Department doesn't have to give a number to the Treasury Department with regard to Mr. Carmichael? Is he that special? I'm sort of special, but everybody's special, right? You mm-hmm. too could be yeah, in that, that status. That is, uh, again, a significant, uh, let's say, piece of evidence that is not uh, a fantasy of some kind of thing you'd want it to be, you'd like it to be, you wish it to be, or even pray it to be. It manifested. Again, this was in obedience to the the directive from the Most Holy. When he said, hey, if they come for your DNA, will you give it up? Right. It didn't and look what happened. Sense. Everything went wrong. Everything I said, everything I said, but God, do you know what? Do you realize what's going to happen to me? Yeah. Yeah, and it did. And then what? Then the Red Sea parts. That's crazy. What a world, right? Stand back and watch the salvation yeah. of the Lord. Beautiful. So this next thing, let's zoom in on this. All right. Let's see. We got it up and now. Again, this right. is the context of when I send something out to an employer to let them know that this unnumbered child who now wants to work for a U.S. employer, you don't have to go work for a U.S. employer. You know, you can do your own thing in life and survive, but 
there's so many U.S. employers out there because people, businesses fill out the voluntary SS4 form to become a United States employer, bless their heart, an entity of the government, that they have to fulfill these things. So 26 United States Code is the tax code, section 6724, waiver definitions and special rules. Now, I'm going to back up a little. You, yeah, keep it right there where we can see it good. Mm-hmm. But 67, 21, 22, 23 are all these huge statutes telling the scary penalties if you don't use due diligence to obtain a number from the payee. There's three statutes before this one. But guess what? At the end, because nobody gets that far, <laughs> there's a waiver, a reasonable cause waiver, no penalty. All those other pages don't apply. Under this part, if any failure is shown that is such failure is due to reasonable cause and not to willful neglect. One reasonable cause is nobody filled out the SS5 form for the child. They've evaded the enumeration at birth. There's no number. That's a reasonable cause. Those those are my kids. And also, there's some nut who's got a religious conviction that can't identify with a damnable SSN. Mm. You know, my... My lawyer called it the damnable SSN when I, okay. So every now and then, just in his honor, I'll use that phrase. But so I, so that's a good cause. Obeying God's a good cause. So there's this waiver in the statute. The next document will be the Code of Federal Regulations, which gets a little more specific. Okay. CFR is known as the Code of Federal Regulations. Let's put that full screen up now. Oh, that's, that's the okay. IRS. Oh, there you the go. One here. Yeah, so go down to 6724-1, middle of the page on the right-hand column. If you can zoom in there. So go down. Bring that down lower now. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so reasonable cause. So the, the statute's written by the legislature, the Congress, and then the, the executive department comes up with the Code of Federal Regulations. How do we flesh out the statute? That's what Code of Federal Regulation is. And they really kind of expand and expound on on the statute to make it, you know, make sure that everybody's really applying it right. So it says, uh, talks about waiver of a penalty. And I want to go to number two, reasonable cause defined. The penalty is waived for reasonable cause only if the filer establishes that either. Now, it, it goes into like a bazillion items here. A significant mitigating factor with respect to the failure as described in this section, or we'll go to that in a second. Mitigating factor is somebody didn't sign up for the number that's voluntary, or somebody has a religious conviction, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. is it, does that go on to another page? Uh, I think we'll have to pull that up next, but uh, yeah, there, there it goes. I'll go full screen. Okay, I want to zoom in on this. Uh, yeah, go David, ahead. By the way, it, it is so confusing when you read this that it isn't, the clarity that we're just communicating here is like, if you haven't applied for one and you don't have one, you have nothing to provide the employer. Then it's reasonable that the employer should not be fined because he asked and he's done his obligation. That's right. And that's that. But, but, uh, all right, we'll go full screen on this. And we're, we're eventually we're going to get to the IRS pub. Uh, but so it has a whole bunch of things. Um, let's look at the, see it. There's like right before significant mig- mitigating factors. It says, see paragraph G of this section for reasonable cause safe harbor for persons exercising due diligence. That's what they're required to do. Due diligence to ask. And I'm trying to, if 
since it's so big. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, watch this. Right mm -hmm. there, just before the, the uh, subparagraph one at the bottom of the uh, uh, screen there, it says, the, no, 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 don't go back where right you were. So right where you are. Mitigating factors? Yeah, yeah go, go back, go, go down a little bit. Oh, yeah, right, right at the bottom. No, okay, right there. Right, right above there. where it says paragraph one. I see a B, and then there's a little paragraph one. Just yes. prior to that, just don't move it. Just prior to that one, it says the mitigating factors in, include, but are not limited to. So you could go through all this list, and they're going to be talking about like uh, commercial dealings and paperwork stuff and a whole bunch of detailed technical things, but it says, but are not limited to. So obviously the First Amendment is a, is a mitigating factor. The fact that you didn't get a number at birth mm -hmm. or whatever it is, it's not limited to. But they're not going to spell it out. They're not going to come out and say, oh, by the way, yeah, somebody just doesn't have a number or somebody thinks it's the number of the beast. They're not no, going to say that. No, and it's similar to our attempts to uh, uh, secure a pass U.S. passport or renew a U.S. passport without that number. And, right. you know, they were not making it easy. You know, I went through that right. with my kids and they suddenly, you know, had changed the regulation at one point to uh, target what they call tax scoff laws or uh, uh, child support, things like that, as an excuse to say you have to have the number now to get a passport or else. And that right. was not uh, true because they had to make an accommodation for religious belief, which now is on the website, thanks to your efforts big time. Uh, uh, for the State Department that says here, if, if you need a religious accommodation, it actually references it. And I think you're not right. stopping the, the fight until they put it in the printed form as well as far as applying for a, a, a passport. Yeah, and uh, that's Carmichael versus Pompeo, by the way. You can look it up. Yeah. Okay, now keep going. Okay, okay so now we want to go to the next document, which is the IRS pub. Because you All have right. the statutes by Congress and the next... Yes, right there. And then you have the Code of Federal Regulations. Well, you got the IRS, the agency. How do they do it? IRS Pub 1586. And I'm going to tell you a little story about this. A lady called me this years ago. Lady called me and she says, and she wanted counseling. She says, I'm working for a Christian employer. My husband and I have come to this conviction. We can't do this number. And I've learned enough to know that you don't have to. So she, she came to realize that she, you know, had to erase it from her life. But my employer they're say they're Christians, but they're going to fire me on Friday or whatever. And so I start talking to her and, and I don't, I don't go into the battle with the giant, with these people. Right. I find out what is their relationship? God, what, like you said, what is their spiritual, a legitimate, a legitimate concern conviction? Is this a conviction or a preference? Is this a tax thing? And I, I find out where they're walking with God and what they believe they're doing mm -hmm. by faith. Yes. My first call. So I spent all that time and I said, how do you know you're not supposed to be not working? How do you know that there's not something else that you do really well that God will bless you in and you may make more money? You, How do you know that you're supposed to be working for these people? And of course, <laughs> I said, I want you to go home and talk to your husband and you guys talk about that. And you ask your heavenly father, what should we be doing with our time? Right. That was my counsel. Well, she came into work on Friday. She talked to me on Thursday. She comes to work on Friday. She goes home and she worked hard, 
but she realized this is her last day. And the boss said, you can just come back on Monday and pick up your stuff, right? You don't need to rush today cleaning up your desk or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she, on Friday night, or she calls me on like Monday night because on Friday night, her boss got a call from an IRS agent who told him about IRS pub 1586. When she came in Monday to get her stuff, he said, don't take your stuff. And he told her the story about the IRS agent calling him wow. and explaining this pub to him. David, and do you have a few? This is how I found out about the pub. Do you have a few more minutes to spend with us? Because we're out of time, but I'm going to do a bonus okay. round. We don't normally do it on a Sunday's conversation, but right. this require this, we need this. Uh, right. And I thank you so much for sharing everything that you shared. Thanks to Cardio Miracle for the gift that we've yes. been able to give David Allen Carmichael as well to be yes. here with us. Uh, yes. If you guys want to stick around, we'll be back shortly for the bonus round of the Robert Scott Bell Show Sunday Conversation Edition with the Reverend David Allen Carmichael, Freedom Ministries. Remember, faith freedoms.org. It's linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com and the power to heal spiritually is yours. All right, we're back and uh, bonus round commences now with David Allen Carmichael. We couldn't cover all of it in 56 minutes. Just wasn't enough time. And I thank you for hanging out a little extra because I want to you know, put a period on the end of the sentence. And you said something before we went to the break here to go to bonus round was about assessing the religious conviction of the people you were ha- trying to help. Because I'm, I'm telling you all, if anybody is listening to this and going, oh, wow, I found an escape clause, to da, 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 right? This is not about that. This is a spiritual commitment. Nothing less than that. This is why I've been reluctant over the years to be direct about these things, because I don't want people to uh, perceive impro- improperly that, that, you know, that's something that it isn't. This is not about deceiving and getting away with something and cheating. It's the opposite of that. This exactly. is about embracing your spiritual mission, if it aligns with your belief system. And if it does, then in America, uniquely to all the governments that were created among men in the world, that it's a government established to defend those freedoms, not run roughshod over them, even though we see that they attempt to, if we allow them. It isn't that, well, yeah, they set it up all those decades, no, centuries ago now. You, all you got to do is point to it. No, you actually have to take steps. And that's, you know, the, the the thing that makes people reluctant to live according to those principles because, oh my gosh, I have to do something. I have to live differently. It's not as easy. I can't just blah, blah, you know, roll out of bed and automatically look, the gifts of creation, the creator are so much more extraordinary than the ease with which you perceive life is better having with a number and your ability to navigate that. I can only say that for me. I can't say even for you, David, but you you have similar perception. I per, I perceive that you have similar perception. So I just want to reiterate that, that if you go back and listen, this is not the get out of jail free card. This is about embracing, you know, if it's aligning in your mission, purpose, and spirit. This is why I love talking to you about this stuff. And I love the timing of the, the be, be able to reveal, this revelation, reveal uh, what is yours by virtue of your very existence, should you decide to live according to that. Yeah. And I, you know, I agree with that because biblically, biblically, Romans 13, submit to the authority, the exousia in Greek, appointed over you. It's God's minister for our good. Of course, it's the word of God, highest authority. Then the, the people made the constitution. There's that covenant that doesn't uh, offend God's law. As long as it's sub, 
submitted to God's law. It's the authority. It's not the, and then if the legislature passes law that's in the constitution, with the constitution subjected to it, then it's the authority. And then if the executive agent is applying the statute in accordance with the constitution, then their power exercise is the authority of God. But when they get to the point where they're misbehaving in any of that chain of command, they're violating God's authority. And in first Peter chapter two, verse 13, it talks about upholding the institution, the catheses. A good word for that could also be translated in constitution, hmm. you know, to, to abide by the institution, the thing that is instituted of good. And it's that authority structure that we're supposed to submit to, not to be an anarchist to get out of it, but to glorify God in our submitting it to it and holding our public servants accountable to that very holy calling of theirs. That's my opinion. That's no. Carmichaelism. Yeah. It, well, I, I like the way you're weaving, again, the things that seem to be incongruent in terms of talking about the spirit and the guidance from the Lord and however it manifests biblically or otherwise, and then the so-called secular government, but how it aligns in terms of a constitution, a covenant, and that yes. when things are made in pursuance with it, yes, there's a, a legitimate authority that mm -hmm. can be exerted, so to speak. But what we have perceived as legitimate, we one day wake up perhaps and see that's not legitimate at all. Now, I, I'm not here to, to, you know, to take up arms and destroy that which I think is, you know, improper about our government. That's absurd. It's silly. It's, it's, it's suicide. But right. simply a call to what? A call to your mission, your purpose, alignment with spirit. And then you are yes. called, just as you were, just as I am in my own way, to live according to those beliefs. And then when those beliefs right. seem, seemingly are in conflict with a secular government under the Constitution, they have to make an accommodation for you. As long as yes. they call it reasonable, again, these are terms of art or, or, or legalities, right. but uh, clearly like with the passport and with these other things, we it was it, it was and is reasonable. It's not unreasonable what we're talking right. about. Exactly. Okay. So what's next, so, Robert? Here, well, oh, here's wait. it. We're in bonus round, so anything. Oh, I was going to say uh, the IRS Pub fifteen eighty six. I'm not going to go into detail, but it. I'll I'll summarize. It talks about the employer, the payer, <coughs> having to exercise due diligence to ask for a number. They have a W nine form. They have a W four form. The form they don't even send in the IRS. They just get the information to ask for you for a number, and they because they're. They're so conditioned to worship the beast. I'm going to use that maybe figuratively and maybe literally mm -hmm. that they're like, oh, my gosh, you didn't put what's on the form here. We are you. We're going to go to jail. Right. That's they're fearful. That's the fear. Yeah. It's just a form. It's a piece of paper. And you put what applies and then you put it in your file. You don't send it to the IRS. So if you got a nutty person without a, a number. You ask them to write a letter. Could you please explain your situation? This is what the, the passport people now do. And, and the website says that. Please explain your beliefs and how the form is an offense. It's simple. Just write out what you're, just explain the mitigating factor here in your own words. And we're going to put it in our file. And what I've told employers, I've said, I'll write you a letter. I'll help you write a letter. It says, dear IRS, you know, this one guy here without the number. Here's the mitigating factor. Love business owner yes it's good you're good to go um, uh, 
He absolves them of any penalty, of any kind of uh, recourse by that. And you've uh, you've fulfilled the obligations of the, what I call the artificial creation of the state, which yes. is a corporation, an LLC, yeah. a partnership. And, you know, they define who needs to uh, 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 sign these forms, a person. And a person is not a human being uh, born of God under the code. A person is an artificial creation of the state. Once again, a corporation, an LLC, a partnership, et cetera. And people fall prey because they don't know the words and the definition. So they think it applies to them. I have to do that. I'm a person. No, not according to the code and the definitions within the code. And that's where people are deceived once again. It's a very well, high-level deception. Now, and I will tell you, by the way, this is a, I've heard people discuss that. So I'm not sold completely. I've gone mm -hmm. to the King James Bible and seen the worst of the word use of the word person. I will tell you that most times it's used, it's used in a negative context. That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. But we know an official person, if you read Blackstone's commentaries on law, Artificial person is a corporation. So they'll right. say a person includes and they'll, you know, a, a corporation, blah, 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 right, blah, all blah. Of those things. Yes. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I'm not, and I will say that uh, like individual, you, an individual, what I'll individual is that like an adjective? Right? An individual what? You know, yes. but right. <laughs> when I look back to Blackstone's commentaries on law, he used the term individual. So I, I try to look at the history of the use of it. Mm -hmm. And know that you a, a person could be an artificial person, but also in Blackstone's commentaries, he talked about a natural person. Some was, yes. well, I'm not natural. I'm a man of God. Okay, good. So I will say that there's some, let's say, uh, semantics that are being played with that word. And I, th I think sometimes it goes too far. Sometimes it's absolutely right, depending on the mm -hmm. context. Sure. So I just, but that's my approach. I, mm -hmm. I go to the, the, the constitution, the history what were the founders reading and writing? What did the language mean when they were using it? Uh, and what does the scripture say? Where am I seeing it? The Bible. Yeah. So I will say, I'm certainly not going to die on the sword of the personism because it has different applications depending on the context. Sure. But, can but it's you, something to keep in mind as yeah, you're I mean, looking at a document. It may be specifically you, for a corporation. David, can you addend these documents to make sure they're using the definition or you are using it or saying, I am utilizing this term in this as this definition? So right. I've can, done that. Yeah. I've, yeah. I, 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 in any document I have, I'll, 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 I'll line Clarify. something out and I'll put a caveat on the side, mm -hmm. you know, to, to say, I mean this. Right. Mm -hmm. And I even think of today, how come the state, Virginia, will not let me give a, a, a car away? How come I can't, and I just, I just trained, transferred a title today mm -hmm. and I wrote a note, a bill of sale. I sold it for a dollar because Virginia won't let me give it away. Give and all away. of a sudden it hit me. Right. This goes right to what you said about person mm -hmm. and people say about commercial contacts or driver license and all that kind of stuff. It's possible that they have no power to transfer a title unless there's a commercial activity. Interesting. Right? That's fascinating. Yes. Whoa. I'm not, yeah. I can't. I can't go there now. I got right. a bigger giant than that one. But sure, yeah, sure. why can't you just give it for zero? Mm -hmm. Why Why do you have to sell it? Well, because they don't get to come play unless you're selling it. That's possible. You know, right? You're engaged in commerce once again. Right. Yeah. right. That's the that's the deception. Again, you, what, what terrain are you operating? Uh, right. On gods or on that which is an artificial construct of government? Right. 
And when you know those things are, you know, the artifice becomes real or that you can navigate it. And you've had right. to learn to do that in terms of the courts, uh, you know, the battles you've engaged in to get yeah. uh, them to acquiesce to your religious beliefs. They have to make an accommodation right. where it's reasonable. And that's the point of what we're talking about here. Right. You know, some people would say, well, uh, what if I say this, this? And I was like, well, again, you, you know, you start making things up that are clearly not reasonable right. and, and they don't have to accommodate. But and you also might be held. put in jail by wicked people. Now, at least yes. you go to jail with your conscience clear. Mm -hmm. You know, you couldn't invite your late. Well, I'd love to participate in what you want me to do, but I can't in good conscience because I think you're lying to me. Mm -hmm. And that's seditious speech inviting me to partner with your, your unauthorized right. behavior. So, mm -hmm. but you might find yourself in jail with a clean conscience. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Living your convictions doesn't mean you're, you're free of consequence in this world. Right. And, right. uh, you know, we saw what they did to Jesus, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and this is the history of, of, of mankind trying to get everybody to, to live according to their beliefs, as opposed to defending spiritual religious freedom, which again, yeah. of all the, in the history of, of, uh, recorded history of governments, our founders were very learned men. They knew history and that's why they wrote the things they did the way they did. Now it was yes. up to us. To, to, to defend those things, to make sure that they wouldn't fall by the wayside. And this is, you know, also the point of, you know, look, we can put good men and women into government. Hopefully that would be helpful. And I believe it can be, but it isn't enough. We have to live those lives uh, in, in, in alignment with those deep spiritual principles or beliefs. Uh, it's right. not going to be a representative living it for you because they'll often get purchased. If you will, people are you know, often able to be bought with rare exception, you know, I look at someone like Ron Paul in our lifetime and I witnessed that guy's like, I think they didn't even bother visiting his, his office because they're like, we can't buy him. Right. Uh, but the, the other risk, of course, of uh, these Decepticons do is they will try to find you in a compromising position that then they have, even if they didn't buy you, they now look what you did. We got you on the camera. Now, you know, if you don't do what we say and vote how, we, then we're going to reveal it. So, the you know, men of and women of strong character to not fall prey to that or another thing. Now, other things that they'll do, of course, is threaten your family if none of that yes. works. So yes. there are a lot of ways that uh, these what I would call negative uh, demonic or Luciferian entities will try to get you to comply with what they want. The question is, yeah, will you, you sta stand steadfast in spirit even against right. the, those things? Yeah, so uh, the General Flynn case, you know, they, they got him for lying to the government or whatever. He may not have been lying, but they, they got him to confess that he lied to the government uh, because uh, the story is that they threatened that they would do what they were doing to him to his son. So if you'll just plea bargain with us here, we won't be mean to your family. Hmm. Now, the, the judge that was presiding over that, by the way, was the same judge in our passport case. He ended up recusing himself because of some coercion from the judiciary. Uh, mm -hmm. so I find that fascinating. He's also the guy who signed off on the FISA warrant in the investigate or in the uh, Russiagate thing to spy on Trump. Wow, that's, that's the guys we're, we're dealing with in our, our passport case right now. Wow. And that's, that's the grace of God though. Mm -hmm. You know, he's gonna confound, if you're standing, like you said, you're standing on principle, you stand on your convictions, Right. For me, it's between my heavenly father and I, we have a conversation and now I'm on the hook to do what I know I need to do. And then, uh, and, and at that point you're, you know, he's doing it for a reason. This is not about you. 
It's not about you. It's about him doing what he's going to do to those who, whom he loves, which is you, not me. And so he's going to use somebody who's going to submit to him. He's going to be an obedient servant. He's going to give him grace to go through the fire. And it's not for that person in the fire. It's for you. It's your audience, Robert, mm -hmm. that God is intending to bless through these mighty works that are sometimes in a closet that he's using. You know, he's like uh, one of the favorite uh, scriptures of Herb Titus was, I can't think of the scripture, it's in Psalm, about his turning the heart of a king like a water course. We saw that happen in our case against the United States when I'm suing over the Navy ejection. I'm seeing it in this passport case. They keep doing really stupid, stupid stuff. How can anybody who's trained in law, let alone a normal person, be so stupid? It could be because the favor of our Heavenly Father is confusing them in the midst of their you know, professional uh, behavior. You know, if they were doing their job according to the way they were trained, they would be doing the dumb things they're doing. Right. But it's for your, I'm pointing to your audience, it's for your purpose that our Heavenly Father is allowing his servants who love him and love you to, to for in faith, obedience, and sacrifice to show off on his behalf. So he can show off on his own behalf for your sake. Mm -hmm. That's the reverend in me. Yes. Pop. Yeah. Yes. It's beautiful. So everybody check out faithfreedoms.org faithfreedoms.org and please yeah. support the works of uh, uh, David Allen Carmichael. Yeah. I believe they are. I actually need inspired. mission supporters. I actually, yeah. I mean, I'm this week I'm, I'm going to talk to the guys I'm accountable to. I really do. I years ago, 25 years ago before the Navy judgment, I was yeah. doing crazy stuff and I had some, I don't know, maybe a dozen supporters and we were eating and surviving, you know, I had wife, mortgage and children. Mm. Uh, and so I really am at a stage where I realize instead of fearing, I'm going to die and then backing off. Listen, I might got another 20 years that I got to be dealing with people who call me on the phone and say, help. And I don't have time to make money. I really do need people, faith supporters who can partner with me that God has given you the gift of making money and being his minister in that way so that David can be a, tr a crazy guy in the street and in his typewriter suing mm -hmm. the United States on behalf of those people. I, right, right, Robert? I mean, mm -hmm. could anybody really understand that there's some guy that you can call and because because you said the right words, all of a sudden he's mm -hmm. your bulldog yeah. out of the blue, and and sacrifices his life to take on the United States. Is mm -hmm. anybody that crazy, Robert? Well, I don't know. In this particular case, it was inspired by my daughter, who you know was born uh, into uh, uh, this creation, if you will, this physical world, and two parents that had elected be, based on what we had learned before she got here that we were not going to condemn her to slavery, to a mammon or, you know, a false authority. And so right. she doesn't have a birth certificate. We recorded her birth in the family Bible and she doesn't have a, you know, the, the, the social security number and, right. you know, same with my son and her case, when they re rejected her um, application that we submitted for a renewal of a passport that she already had based on everything we did correct, according to the various statutes, other things that we did, uh, we, we sent letters and we were hundred percent correct as far as I know and what we sent, but they ignored them. They ignored them and ignored them. And then somehow we connected through another friend and it, you know, inspired. And to your point, it isn't so much for even me or my daughter, but for everybody from this moment forward 
to be able, if you're coming back to the Lord, if you know, however it is, and you have these perceptions and these convictions that, that weigh upon your heart and then impact upon you, that this is what I must do because it is the right thing to do according to my heavenly father. Yeah. Then we've made, and you've made the path easier for the, for these folks. And that's yeah, not to say yeah. that you still won't have battles and, 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 you know, d- difficult times. Yeah. But I think, are we not called on to make the path a little bit easier for those coming if we can? Right. And so I, now when you, it wasn't, it was you, but if somebody else called me for you when I was recovering from my five-way bypass, I wasn't supposed to be answering stressful phone calls. Right. But God's timing is awesome. And uh, so, and again, because I helped you trying to do it without suing because you couldn't get a lawyer to help you. Right, they liked it. They yeah. thought, oh yeah, but it's a six figure case. No. And then, so I tried a political fix and they ended up getting even with me and, and uh, revoking my passport because <laughs> of it, because of my letter to the white house. Right? right. And then, but now I get to sue them without a lawyer and then other people get the benefit and I'm still in it because they dismissed our case saying, Oh, you've already won too much. We promise we won't do it again. Oh, by the way, remember First uh, Samuel chapter 8? What is this bleating of sheep I hear in my ears if you've <laughs> obeyed the voice of the Lord, right? So I'm getting calls now, people getting turned down still, and I'm writing letters for people, and I get, I get a married couple. Wife gets approved in five days. Husband gets denied on the same letter. Mm. Same building in Virginia, Sterling, Virginia, different <laughs> office. Mm. Might be on the same floor, different wow. office number. The memo turning one down, the other one. Everybody there, you know. And that's so the I'm point in the middle of um, appealing the dismissal, saying, "No, you can't just promise to not misbehave. You owe me at least a dollar, either a dollar or five hundred thousand, the the statutory max. But you owe me something. I want a judgment. You're not going to sweep me under the rug after what you've done to me. Mm-hmm. You you picked on the wrong guy, right? right? With and his wrong friends." You don't, you don't, you don't be a bully. You know, I came through East LA with, with, with not being in, uh, uh, friends of the gang members mm-hmm. and you know, I really don't like bullies. Mm-hmm. I, I have zero tolerance for bullies, oh, yeah. Yeah. no matter how big they are, the bigger, yeah. the better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so all that to say, that's my, I am, I'm humbling myself and saying, uh, is there anybody out there like to sponsor a bulldog? <laughs> yes. I, God bless Once you. Again, so yeah. faithfreedoms.org or faithfreedoms.org. Faith That's it. Yes. And, and by yeah. the way, I will mention another man who I believe, you know, in the, um, uh, I guess the mold, if you will, of a Ron Paul, uh, who you you met, uh, Jonathan E. Moore is running for the United States Senate in Virginia. And he's yeah. one of those rare people, rare souls in this lifetime that yes. is also, you can't buy the guy. Yeah. And he, uh, he knows the constitution well, and he, he's, you know, he didn't want to run. He realized that as he beat the the oligarchy, if you will, in court, because he is an attorney, uh, world record eight times and more on other things that they they came to him in his final victory and said, congratulations, Jonathan, you, you're amazing as a lawyer. You've, be, you've beaten us. But I want you to know that we are not going to abide by anything the court tells us we must abide by. And that point is like, what? what? We won. Separation of power. You know, all of this was right. And that's when he had to, he's had to decide in his own you know faith and belief come into the right. Lord saying you know what I, I I cannot leave it there and he's right. decided to run that's why I believe it's a divine inspiration to do so yes. and uh, I call on folks if if you're so 
called to support him as well. Uh, yeah. And we'll be benefited even if we're not in Virginia uh, like you Yeah, are. and he had, a, he had an event in Farmville yesterday. I Because I'm so busy intervening right now, busy, yeah. I mean, saving people, actually, literally. Um, <clears throat> I didn't get my Tuesday email. Turns out he was uh, like two hours from me yesterday where where I have lots of friends. I'm, it's, I'm actually plugged in the community there, and I missed it. And I would have mm. been communicating to people, hey, make sure you get there. Um, yes. I really wish, wish I had, hopefully I'm thinking maybe these, I'll ask my friends later if they got tapped into it. Uh, Beautiful. one of them is yeah. a 21 year old, uh, County supervisor. He actually got elected when he was 19, a young man wow. of God, 22 year old man of God who's stepping up into the fray while he's in college and making a difference for mm. freedom as a County supervisor there in that town that, uh, Jonathan was speaking in yesterday. Extraordinary. Well, we'll, we'll yeah. work as well to help him as we work to help you. And God bless you, my brother. It's Thank you so very much, so Robert. Amazing. I really, you've, you've been a great blessing to me. It's been fun. And I uh, look forward to seeing how, uh, you know, we're going to sharpen iron, aren't we? Yeah. As we go. Yeah. One final question for today's uh, interview, and we'll do more. Your podcast, how, when, and where for people to tap in. Yeah, I, I've got a stream that's uh, Rumble Preservative Talk Radio. I've got another one that's um, uh, Unnumbered Man at Rumble. Really not not great things. A few hundred people have seen each, but it's Preservative Talk Radio is the username Preservative Talk Radio uh, under Rumble. But I have a, a show um, on Nuga Radio on Wednesday. So all you uh, Chattanooga and Northwestern Georgia, maybe even Alabama can tune in to 96.9 FM, 97 99.7, 107.3, 103, or 107.5 FM, Nuga Radio, on Wednesdays from 10 to noon, David Allen Carmichael, Preservative Talk Radio. We engage the issues of the, on the day on a constitutional basis, a biblical basis, and the basis of right versus wrong. Nice. Well, if you can't get enough, and who can? David right. Allen Carmichael doing it up even when we're not together on the air. Thank right. you for being here for one of the most profound and important, I believe, Sunday conversations we've had yet. And I thank Woo! you so much. And and thanks. Shout out to Super Don for helping us out here with the documents that we were able to show. So if yes. you're hearing it on the podcast audio, you may want to come to the Rumble uh, channel that we have. If you just come to robertscottbell.com slash listen, you'll see all the variety of ways you can watch and listen to the show and support us here as well. So, uh, David, thanks, man. And so, so thankful to Cardio Miracle. Shout out to John yes. Hewlett for what you've done. It's been a miracle in my life and many others uh, to continue these important missions here for those that love liberty and are patriots for a cause that is beyond the government. It's not just, uh, you know, oh, U.S. government, hooray. No, it's about the principles of which on which our nation was founded that are unique in, in the history, recorded history of all governments. And we want to see it uh, preserved, if you will, and reestablished or restored if it's at all possible. And with God, all things are possible. So thank you, David. Yes. Thanks, brother. All right. Remember, the power to heal spiritually and otherwise is yours. Just open up to it.